0: on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe.
1: All right, I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Uh, the, the best way I can explain it to you is like, when you graduate high school, and you go back for the first time, and it's the first time you've been back since you were like a part of the school, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. It, it's weird, because it's like, well, this isn't my school anymore, but... I feel like i 'm at home either way, and so i just like to thank you guys, uh, thank you uh, your, your this tribe, uh, you know of course, thanking doug uh, for for reaching out and asking me to be a part of this and, and Lee for for helping me get this together and, and, and just making making this thing um, happen so uh, real really quick, I, I want you guys to know if you don't know this already, your teaching team here at city tribe is unparalleled. Uh, the These folks that come up here and give messages on a regular basis are just amazing and fantastic, and, and I can't speak enough uh, great things about it. And, and it's one of the things I knew while I was here, but I fully understand how great they are when I'm gone, and I get to watch them every single week from the outside. So uh, I, I just want to say that uh, for sure. So Um, But before we get any further, let me just go ahead and pray, and and we can continue on this. So Lord, I I thank you for today. I thank you for the way that you have been moving. I thank you for uh, the folks that are here in this room, that are watching online, uh, that are listening to my voice right now, Lord. I ask that you would be with each and every one of them. I ask that you would allow um, me standing on this stage, me speaking these words, to just be a reflection of you and your glory and your love and your awesomeness. Uh, We thank you for everything, Lord. We love you, and we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So during this series Lee has had this big idea based around uh, the book of Luke particularly Luke 11:1 where the disciples came to Jesus and and like you know made a statement to him asking lord teach us to pray that's what we've been talking about here. And so during this series, Lee has been digging into what prayer looks like from Jesus's perspective. And, uh, you know, as I watched a few weeks ago and, and Lee was talking about how prayer was not necessarily a priority in his life for a really long time. And, and it, it's the same for me, um, or it was the same for me when, when I was growing up. There were really two reasons why I would pray when I was younger, you know, so, less than 10 years old, uh, I would pray before every single, like, sporting event, you know, like, I'd play baseball and basketball and football, and I'd I'd be like, Lord, please let me be good today. Please let me play well today. And, and, you know, and I even remember, like, when I'd be playing baseball, I'd step up to the plate, and I'd, like, do a little sign of the cross, you know, before uh, every single time, but it was, like, a good luck charm for me, right? It wasn't necessarily, like, a uh, conversation, or uh, it, it wasn't necessarily you know, that, that communication with God, it was just me, like, a lucky charm. Uh, so then when, when the other time I would pray is, is at night, you know, I would be scared, because it'd be dark, and it'd be quiet in my room, and I'd just be kind of hanging out there, and I was convinced that, like, underneath my bed or in my closet, the kukui was waiting for me, right? And, and so I'd sit there, and I'd pray, and I'd pray, and I'd be like, Lord, you know, just keep me safe, keep me safe, take this fear away from me. And, and what happened was, so many times I would I would pray these things and uh, you know I, w- I would just say them uh, and nothing really happened. Um, you know I would throw this prayer out like Lord let me be good today and I would never really be good. Uh, you know like I was I was like incredibly average at at sports. Um, you know I, I, people would say like oh you're playing football in high school and I was like no I'm actually practicing football in high school. Playing football means getting on the field on Friday nights. Uh, two very different things. So I was very okay. Um, but, but then the other part of it was each night or a lot of nights, I would sit in my room and I'd be scared that fear was always there. And, and so as I started to, to grow and, and get a little bit older, I would, I would start thinking like is this prayer thing for real? Like, should I even be praying? What? What is this? Why, why am I doing this? And uh, I, I remember specifically one night I was laying there and I, I went to go pray because I'm scared. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, maybe I shouldn't do it. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna give it one last chance. I'm, I'm. This is the last chance I'm giving it. And I said, God, if you're real, show me. Now, I, I wish I could say in that moment, like, God was like, Humby, it's okay. I'm right here. There's no kukuis in the closet. You're fine. But that didn't happen. What I got was, you know how your house will like shift at night and it like pops or something? That was the sound I got and it was like immediately as soon as i was like lord show me and then pop and i was like i trembled cuz i was like oh dang right like it was immediate like as i asked that or i said that and i was like okay i guess i guess god's real like this is a real thing and you know a, a minute or two went by and i was like wait a second our house pops all the time at night like maybe that was just a coincidence and so i kind of started thinking about it and i'm like okay we're running it back and i'm like lord if you're real make another sound and boom, immediately after I said that, it made another sound. And I was like, okay, I guess that was real. Like for me, that like nine, 10-year-old me, heaven opened and God spoke. He spoke to me at a level that, that I was ready for. He, he um, revealed something new to me about who he was. Now, for you guys, now, like, I'm not saying that God's like a, a, a sideshow act for you. You know, you're not like, hey, clown, do something for me. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't work like that. But what I do know is that God is a loving father. And when you ask for a fish, he's not going to give you a snake. And when you ask for something to eat, he's not going to give you the sandwich that you're allergic to, right? Like that, that Lee was talking about last week. That's not how he works. So he is a good father that gives you what you are asking for. So in that moment, I wish I could say like everything changed. And I was like this great, awesome, like child of God. And uh, it was all these things. I mean, it was like just the beginning, the seed was planted in me. And what what it really was is by accident, I learned something about how prayer works. I learned about looking at prayer from Jesus's perspective, uh, which was really that not only I can talk to God, but that I can listen to him as well. And we've been learning about prayer in this series. And what we've been learning about is that prayer is a conversation with God. It's about being in a relationship with God. It's about letting him be a good father to us. And now for for most of us, when you're in a conversation with a person, it, it works pretty simply, right? Like you say something and then the other person will say something back and then you say something and back and forth. Now, A lot of times, it's not like just talk, 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 cool, and then you walk away. Like, that's not normally how conversations work. And if that is how a conversation works, like, if you're on the receiving end of that, you probably don't want to talk to that person very much at all. Um, As I say, like, standing from stage doing exactly that today, right? Like, hey, listen to me talk for about 25 minutes and don't say anything. Uh, But no, no, we'll we'll get a chance to say something a little bit. But this same thing happens with God. Uh, the more we're in prayerful conversations with him, the, the better things get, the better we get to know him. What, what happens is we can speak and listen and speak and listen and go back and forth and we get to know him deeper and better than we ever have. And for us, uh, we just need to understand what it looks like to listen to God from Jesus's perspective. And for us to get that, we need to understand and look at how God spoke to people before Jesus came along. So we can Figure out what Jesus was saying to the group of people that were there when he was actually on this earth and preaching. And so for that, for that background that we need, we can go into the Jewish scripture, which is called the Old Testament. And now in the Old Testament, there's a book called the Book of Psalms. So in that book, what we have is... um, a collection of inspired stories of, human, of, how, of responses of human hearts to God's words, to how God moved in their life. And so they would go and they would write these things down. And uh, one of the authors, actually the author of the first two books for sure that we, we think of the Psalms is King David. And, and David was a man that was, uh, that he was known as a man of uh, after God's own heart. Right? And, and so, in that, like, so David's deeply flawed. He messed up a ton of times. He did all kinds of the wrong things. But what he would always do is do his best to chase after God after he messed up. And so that's why he's always called a man after God's own heart. So, when David wrote this entry into the Psalms in Psalm 1, uh, the, the Jews, the, the, the people of Israel, were uh, decreed by God to Moses to the people of Israel, these laws to follow. And essentially, these laws would do two things. They would help people spiritually mature and better conform to the image of God. So David is laying out here in Psalm 1 what it would look like in those days to listen to God. So let's take a look at Psalm 1 here. There it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So in this piece of scripture here, we we see that we want to avoid the advice and company and partnership with people that are doing wrong things in this world. God says, "Get, get away from those folks. Then turn to the law of the Lord. Turn to the word and meditate on it. Get into God's word. They talk about word and law and understanding what that is. What does that sound like when you're into somebody's words? Sounds like a conversation, right? So to plant your roots deeply into God's riverbank, you need to be talking with and allowing him to reveal to you his truths and affirmations. Now, if you can do that, you will be like a tree planted along a riverbank, bearing fruit, and your leaves never wither while you prosper in every single thing you do. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that sounds pretty awesome. Now, whenever I think about trees along a riverbank... I always think about the bald cypress trees that you see uh, in, in, in Texas, especially the Texas Hill Country. We actually have some a couple blocks away on the San Antonio River, on the Riverwalk. There are these trees that have these amazingly intricate root systems and they're dug so deep down into the riverbank, and they grow so huge. And I, I mean, they, they don't bear fruit, but you get the idea. They, they just dig their roots so deep and they grow so large and give off so much shade and, and just provide life for the things that are around it. Now, that is what we should be striving to be. We should strive to be trees that dig our roots into the living water that comes from God's word. We need to be delighting in the words of the Lord to dig your roots into his water. We need to be uh, looking at that here at City Tribe. This is exactly why your year started off the way it did here at City Tribe. You started off with 21 days of prayer and fasting, and then now we 're in a series of prayer, understanding what prayer looks like from jesus perspective it's because your pastors want you to know what it's like to dig your roots deep into the riverbanks of God that's what he wants you, that's what they want you to do and it's because of this. Um, that you guys can grow larger. You guys can grow stronger. You can put your roots down deeper and you can produce fruit for all the people that are around you, the spiritual fruit. So guys, listening to God leads to fruit. Listening leads to fruit. If you're watching online with us right now, I want you to like type that into the chat. <laughs> type that into the chat. I don't know who is like sitting below their keyboard right now and typing, but if that's you, you'll be typing like this. Most normal people will probably type like that. Uh, type this into the chat. Listening leads to fruit. If you're listening to this and you're, you're um, not able to get into the chat, you can just say this out loud right now. Listening leads to fruit. Now, if y'all are in the room with me, we're going to say listening leads to fruit on three. One, two, three. Awesome. All right, so listening leads to fruit here, guys. So in the Old Testament, it was all about following these laws of Moses, right? This is the law. This is the word of God that David is talking about. And so we want to do that so we can mature and conform to the image of God. But then Jesus came, and everything changed. Everything was new. We still want to be conformed to the image of God, and we still want to dig into his riverbanks, but now we're digging into Jesus because he changed it. He changed how we can pray. He changed our relationship with God. It really, it changed the access that we have to God. Because before Jesus, in the Old Testament, the only people that came into God's presence were the high priests in the temple, the ones in the tabernacle. And not only that, it wasn't like they just kind of got to do it while they're walking around. They had to go into the temple, into the back, behind a curtain, into a special room to receive God's presence presence. That's how it worked back then. But when Jesus laid his life down to become a perfect sacrifice for all of our shortcomings, for all of our sins, it was then that people were given direct access to God. And there's a great explanation of this process in the New Testament book of Hebrews. Uh, There in Hebrews 10, it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. with pure water. So it was through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross that we're able to have this access to God in a way that had never been allowed anywhere on this earth before. It was through this sacrifice that he made by laying his life down that we got something that had never before been seen. We received in that act the Holy Spirit. And we'll see Jesus talk about that here in John 7. Uh, There it says, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said that, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. So through Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. And for those of you who don't know, the Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity, which is like three separate but equal parts of God. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So these three things are not the other. Like God is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not Jesus. Jesus is not the Father, right? They're they're not the same thing. They are all God, but they're not the exact same thing. But... They are all just as powerful and just as much God as the other one. I know that's kind of crazy, but that's how it works. So that's the Holy Trinity. So within that, we are given the Holy Spirit that lives within us. As soon as we believe in Jesus, we get the Spirit that lives within us. And so what happens is, um, what I think is, as we start to build our relationship, and we start to dig deeper into our Father, then things really start to change. What happens is we don't need this, this bloodline. We don't need to be fancy high priest to be in the presence because he lives within us now. As a matter of fact, we don't have to be, worry about a high priest. We are now the tabernacle. We are now the temple that used to be around back in the day. And so what's really crazy to think about is now we have become the intersection between heaven and earth. That intersection lies within each and every one of us when we believe in Jesus. So when we think about that, let me connect this back to David and what he was saying in Psalm 1. Remember, David said to plant our roots deep into the riverbanks. And Jesus is telling, about, telling us about rivers of living water within our hearts, So, and that's the Holy Spirit, right? So what is happening here is we can now understand that our riverbank is what we're going to be digging our roots into, which is the Holy Spirit. So all we have to do is dig into the Holy Spirit, and through that, we can produce great spiritual fruit. So what does it look like to be deeply rooted in the Spirit? Let's take a look at Galatians 5 here. There it says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your own good intentions, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So for us to be deeply rooted in the spirit, we need to let the spirit guide our lives. The way I see it is when we're letting the spirit and we're connecting with him, we're getting closer to God. We're in communication. We're in community with God. And so what's happening is we're going deeper and deeper in the same way when you're having a conversation with a new friend. And the more you get to talk to them, the better you get to know them, the better these things look. The same thing is happening as you have these conversations with God. Now, all of these things can, or or how we can be rooting ourselves in the riverbanks of God's living water. And when we do that, we will never be barren and we will always produce fruit. But what does that fruit look like? How are we going to know if we're doing the right things? How can we see that we have dug our roots deep? Well, we can continue to look in Galatians 5. There in in 5, it says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, Kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. There's no law against these things. So, in this piece of scripture, we see a few things, but the thing that gets me most excited is how it starts off. The Holy Spirit produces this fruit. So, it's not by our good works, it's not like uh, your greatness, your goodness your um, ability to do like 100 push-ups, like none of these things get you the fruit that God is talking about, this spiritual fruit. It's through the Holy Spirit. So, so think of it like this. Uh, the way it works uh, for a piece of fruit, right? Like let's just imagine an apple. So an apple you get from an apple tree. An apple tree you get from a seed. Well, where do you get the seed from? You get a seed from a piece of fruit. Which comes from the tree, which comes from the seed, which comes from the fruit, which comes from the tree, which comes from the seed, and just so on and so forth. It's this cycle, right? Well, nowhere in there can like a person create a seed out of nothingness. Like I, I mean, I know these scientists have done some great things with, with fruit and genetically genetically modified stuff, and you know, like seedless watermelon and like those little cutie oranges that just tear off so easy and are like always in season. Uh, you know, all of those things. They all had to start with a seed that came from God. That was part of nature. They didn't create it. They might've altered it and moved it in some ways, but they didn't create that. And it's the same thing with spiritual fruit. All fruit, it all comes from God. There isn't a piece of fruit that you earned or worked hard for. You aren't going to create the fruit in your life. God gave it to you. And for all of you to get this fruit, all you have to do is connect. There's not like a whole bunch of effort. Just all you have to do is dig your roots deep into this riverbank of living water, and he will give you all the spiritual fruit that you could ever ask for. Now, guys, this isn't a vision board. This isn't like manifesting good vibes and the universe, bringing stuff back to you. This isn't what this is about. This is God making sure that his will will come to pass for you and the people around you in your life. Now, when we can connect to the spirit, when we can listen to God, we will have joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. It'll be produced in our life. This is why Jesus was so enthusiastic about prayer. This is why you and I can be motivated to pray and why we can continue to be motivated to pray. Who could use more of those things in their life right now? Who could use some more love and joy and kindness right now? Who could use some more patience and and goodness and self-control? Who could use some more faithfulness right now? Guys, this is why it's so important for this tribe to learn to pray as Jesus taught. Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to hear from you. Because listening leads to fruit. Listening leads to fruit. And when we can pray as Jesus taught and listen to God, we can see something amazing happen. It can help us move on to cultivating freedom, discovering purpose, and making a difference. City Tribe, your pastors want you to be fruitful. They want you to be able to share the spiritual fruit that God has given to you with your friends, with your family, with your neighbors, with your coworkers, with your entire city. So each day, when you go into prayer, when you connect to God, when you start having that conversation with him, I want you to start talking to our father about the situations that he wants fruit produced in. So maybe you want some more love in your marriage. Maybe you want to see more joy in your family. Maybe you need some more peace in your life. Maybe you want to have some more patience when it comes to your career. Maybe you want to have some more kindness and goodness and gentleness when it comes to your coworkers because they're the worst. Maybe you want to have some more self-control in your life when it comes to something that is holding you back. Or maybe you want to have some more faithfulness in this season of uncertainness. Whatever it might be, I want you to make a list I want you to, to pull out your phone, write it down, pull out a piece of paper, write it down, get your paint out and paint it on a wall. I don't care because these things don't become real until you put them down. It doesn't become real until you write it down, until you can see it in front of your face. That's how that works. So what we want to be doing is you write these down so we can start carving time out to listen. And, and when, when I say listen and what this looks like, guys, this isn't like meditating for hours on end in a silent room or anything like that. It could be as simple as two minutes following a question that you ask God. It could be like, you could ask something like, Father, what do you have to reveal to me? It's that easy. It's just like a conversation. You like ask a question and, and then you wait. You're like, hey, how are you doing today? Okay, cool. Like, it, it's the same thing, guys. That's exactly how you have these conversations with God. Now, when He answers, it can, but probably won't be like a deep booming voice from the Lord after the light has opened up from the cl- clouds and thunder claps and whatever. Like, it's probably not going to be that. Um, it might not even be something audible. It could be something that like just hits you, right? Like it could be a picture or it could be this thing like you're just thinking about like eating your little cutie orange and then you're it's like, oh, Tony, Tony, I should pray for Tony right now. Like it could be something like that. So w- whatever it is, it's, it's just normally quiet. <laughs> so, but it, it totally could be the, the voice and the big thing and, and all that. So what I wanna do right now is actually give us the opportunity to have a time to ask God a question and wait for a response. So uh, we're gonna do that for just a moment here. I want you guys just between you and God to ask this very simple question. What do you have to reveal to me? Listening to God leads to fruit. Listening to God leads to fruit. And, and I know that because I've lived it. I went from this kid that wasn't even really sure about God and prayer and all that to someone who, uh, you know, has a church that's called Listen. Um, and there were times over the last year, guys, that listening to God has completely changed the trajectory of, of what was happening in my life. Um, you know, so last year in January, I came up here on this stage and we were all fired up and announcing like, we're going to plant a church. It's called a KUO. We're going to be starting in July. Let's do it. And there were high fives to be had around and it was all fun and it was, it was really exciting. Uh, But then in March, COVID hit a global pandemic and nobody knew what was happening. Nobody knew what we were doing. We were trying to figure out what we were doing here at City Tribe, much less starting a new church somewhere else. And in in that time, like, you know, I'm freaking out because I'm like, what do we do? How are we supposed to do this thing? What's happening? And, and, you know, uh, it was really amazing and gracious that Doug came to me and was just like, hey, Humby, I know things are crazy right now. And if you need to stay, you can stay as long as you need to. We're not going to send you out there if you're not ready to go. And so I'm like, okay, this is like, this is an answered prayer. Like, you know, I'm, this, is, this is awesome. I don't have to worry about all these things. And, and I'm going, well, you know, Lord, maybe this is the wrong, maybe this was the wrong thing. Maybe I'm just going to stay here at City Tribe. Maybe this is how it's going to go. Because this is a place that's comfortable and people love me and I love it. And so I would be praying and I'd be talking to God. But like I was saying earlier, I was just talking and talking and talking and asking questions and asking questions and asking questions and never waiting for him to respond. So finally, one day, I, I sat down with, with my worship leader, Abel, and we were in prayer, and I finally got a chance to like actually listen to what he had to say. And so I was like, Lord, what do you want us to do? Where are we supposed to go? How is this supposed to work? And so he, he answered. Now, I was hoping that he was going to be like, well, here's the deal. You're going to start your church like this, and the second step is this, and then you're going to do that, and then from there, you're going to do this, and then you're going to go over there, and it's going to work perfectly. It, he didn't give me that. Here's what I got. I got a question back. He said, do you trust my timing? I was like, oh man. Like, I can't tell you no, right? Like, I can't say no to that. So I was like, no. Like, Lord, I trust you. I trust your timing. And so we continued to move. We left City Tribe and we started our church in the middle of a global pandemic. We started meeting uh, small groups online through Zoom, just like you guys were doing. We started doing our uh, digital sermons, our our digital messages, uh, and, and what we would do is just present them like that. And so it was like, cool, we're getting started. It's going all right. This is good. Well, then little by little churches started opening back up. I saw City Tribe opening up. I saw City Church on Bandera Road opening up. You know, meta church in the uh, uh, far west side out, out there started opening up and I'm seeing, you know, people churches opening up and I'm like, "Okay, Lord, like this is the time, right? Let's let's, let's do this. Let's open." And I just kept on getting, "Do you trust my timing?" Yeah. Yeah, like this, this isn't the right time?" And it's like, "Do you trust my timing?" And I'm like, "Fine." Well, wait. And so we've continued to wait and wait. We actually ended up meeting one time as like an event outdoors. And, and it was actually a whole bunch of fun. But in, in that time, in those six months of us not meeting up, we've seen the spiritual fruit start to grow. We've seen uh, dozens and dozens of families show up to be a part of this. We've seen dozens and dozens of people be a part of our small groups that are all online right now, by the way. We've seen uh, more than 150 people regularly watching our services every single week online. Uh, Not only that, in the six months that we were open in 2020, because of generosity and tithing and all this stuff, we were able to commit and give over $16,000 to different organizations like CAM, Jefferson Outreach, The Bridge, and Liberia Now. Um, not only that, we were able to uh, donate all kinds of blankets and, uh, for uh, the organization Jefferson Outreach, which takes care of elderly, uh, our elderly neighbors in our, in our neighborhood and letting them know that they are cared for and loved and there are people that want the best for them in our neighborhood. Uh, not only that, we were able to serve at the San Antonio Food Bank at one of their mass distribution centers uh, there at the Alamo Dome one, one uh, Friday morning. We were able to go out there, uh, and, and it's been really exciting to see that fruit, not Only that, just yesterday, we we talked with a local taqueria in our neighborhood and we bought 300 tacos. So anybody that was without food yesterday, that just needed a hot meal, that just come in and get a couple of bean and cheese tacos or some potato and egg, and you know, just enjoy yourself if you haven't gotten a chance to get to HEB yet. We were able to do that and connect and link with our community in that way. And guys, again, all this started in the middle of a global pandemic. And all of this started because God gave a word and I listened. Listening leads to fruit. And next Sunday, we're actually, I I got the okay, right? Like God gave the okay. Next Sunday, we're gonna start meeting in person outside of this giant, awesome pavilion that we have on our, yeah. So we're gonna start meeting every single week starting next week. And not only that, but he, here's the deal, guys. All of this fruit came to pass because I listened to God. Not because like I'm amazing and I'm like trying to pat myself on the back like, yeah, I'm an awesome pastor and this is great. It, it's, it, I'm, that's far from that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm not a great organizational builder. That's not my, my forte. I just kind of show up and listen and go. And that's what's been working. So none of these things, like I've been talking about before, none of this fruit is my fruit. This is God's fruit. And what I understand is that it's because of him that this church is going. It's because of him that people's lives are being changed. It's because of him that some people that didn't have food yesterday got to eat a warm meal for the first time in a week. It's because of him. Guys, the fruit will bear in any situation good times, bad times. The fruit will bear in any weather, thunderstorms, sunny days, snowstorms, power on, water on, water off. It doesn't matter. God will bear his fruit when he wants it to bear. Listening leads to fruit. Now for all of us, the first step in receiving this fruit is connecting to Jesus. And he explained this in the book of John. He said, remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. So remember, Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the fruit in our lives. So for some of us, that first step is just like getting that seed planted within us, that seed of faith you might have been like me when i was that little kid just going to god like i don't know if you exist or not so just what i want to encourage you to do is talk with him and just be like god if you're real show me god if you're real show me now, your end of the bargain is you have to like, look around and pay attention, right? You, you might have like, your house shift in the middle of the night like mine did, or maybe a ladybug like, lands on your hand, or maybe you're like, you know, sitting down somewhere and a bird flies and lands and then just like, looks right at you and like, makes eye contact with you, and you're like, I recognize what's happening here now. Um, or maybe just the fact that you're hearing this sermon today is enough, Like you would never, ever listen to a sermon. You'd never show up to church. You'd never be a part of something like this, but you're listening to it today. And that alone is the miracle. So just allow God to speak to you and show you that he is real. Now, if you want to go a step further, that's actually being in relationship with Jesus, being in relationship with God. That's that next step. And for some people, um, they think like, man, I got to jump through all these hoops. I got to do all these things. I got to get my life right before I can come and be in front of God. That's actually the exact opposite of how this works. Remember I was talking about this earlier. You're not bearing your own fruit. You don't like go, Oh, I made an orange Lord here. Am I in now? That's not how it works. It's the opposite. You connect to him and he goes here. Here's the spiritual fruit. Here's the way your life's going to get better. Here's the way you're going to grow closer to me. And it's the same thing. And that's what we want you guys to do today. So if you've never entered into this relationship with Jesus, I just want you to pray with me a very simple prayer today. And if you have started your relationship, I want you to pray along with us anyways, because here at City Tribe, nobody prays alone. We're a tribe of people that pray together. So I just want you to pray this very simple prayer with me. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your sacrifice for me. I know I didn't deserve it. But right here right now I declare that I believe in you Jesus. And I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. So let's just keep our heads bowed here for another second like if you're someone who's believed in Jesus for the last 5 seconds or the last 5 decades and you want to see this fruit in your life in very tangible ways, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for everything. Thank you for every single blessing that I have ever received in my life. Jesus, today, I ask you to let your fruit grow in my life. Jesus, please help me have more joy, more patience, more peace, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness, more gentleness, and more self-control in my life. Let it be something that feeds me and helps me grow. Also, let it be something that can help others be encouraged in you. Jesus, show me all the situations and all the people that you want your fruit to grow in. Jesus, be close to me during this time. Thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Let's yeah, give it up for Humby. Awesome, you know. Uh, I love to watch the way that Humby so humbly yet powerfully and authentically brings a simple and clear word from the Lord that comes from his word. And so thank you, Humby, for investing in us today. And as we wrap up today, uh, if you need prayer from someone, go to citytribe.church slash prayer. You know, our prayer leaders love to serve folks around here. I saw one of our prayer leaders, Linda, praying over every single chair in the theater this morning before you got here. She was praying for you before you even came in. Her and the team were praying for you even before you logged on today, and they would be more than happy to pray with you today if that would serve you. So just go ahead and go to citytribe.church slash prayer for that. Now, one of the ways that we worship is through our financial stewardship as we sow financially. We always talk about bringing a first fruit, which is like a first priority tithe, at the local storehouse, which is the church. And uh, we, we tell you to do that because the storehouse is a place that distributes not only the gospel of Christ, but also aid and help to other people in the community, right? And so here's how to get that done if you're new to the tribe. You simply uh, go, you, you can do it by, by mail, by mailing it to our P.O. box. You can donate online at ctribe.church slash tithe. You can text to tithe, just texting the number on screen, or you can donate in person at the giving stations located near the exits. And one of the things that we want you to know here is that this church is not about getting. This church is about giving. And the reason that we pool our resources together here is so that those resources can, like a river, flow outward into the community and those who need help. And if you're watching this online or if you're in the room and you need help right now somehow financially because of the things that have happened this past week, I want you to go apply at citytribe.church slash benevolence to get some help there. We would love to take care of some of your tangible needs there, some financial needs if you're on hard times right now. So make sure and take advantage of that. So uh, let's go ahead and stand up together for the benediction. And before we receive the benediction together, make sure if you're in the room to not exit until your usher dismisses you. We're trying to keep social distance and be careful with the virus right now. So thank you guys so much for complying with that. And if you're with a family member, or your significant other, you can go ahead and join one hand with them or put an arm around them, but hold one hand out in a position to receive together. And even if you're sitting alone, you're still a part of the family. Your family is all around you, see? And so brothers and sisters, as you walk from this place, may you walk from here with ears to hear and eyes to see as you see the ways of God, as he shows you the next step on your path to take. And your ears are wide open to listen for a word from him as you still your heart, quiet your spirit, to hear from the Holy Spirit of God in the stillness as He whispers into your ear. You guys have an amazing week bearing fruit from listening to Him. We'll see you next time, peace.:
1: We're glad you' a part of the tribe. Today.